Hey listeners, welcome back to the Resilient Fire Podcast. I'm Dave, and I'm happy to be putting something out again. You know, when I started this a while ago, I was like, man, I'm going to put out a podcast every month or every couple of weeks or so, and I'll tell you what, life does a good job of reminding you of what is important and the things that you really need to focus on. And even though you have these things that you really want to do, sometimes you just don't have the ability to do it all the time. Now, today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about the concept of God being our shelter and our refuge. You know, if you've spent any sort of time out in the wilderness, whether it's camping or maybe you, you know, did a a long-term wilderness adventure or something like that, you know that shelter is one of those things that you have to have in order to make it through any extended period of time. You know, when we see shows like Alone on TV where, you know, you've got people that are just trying to make it as long as they possibly can, they build these elaborate shelters. You know, not these little things that are going to get them through just for a couple of nights, but we're talking weeks upon weeks up to about 100 days or so, so that they can live in this area and be able to maintain their life. So shelter is a really important thing to know how to construct. It's important to know how to put up tents if you're going to be going out camping. It's also important to know, look, if you need to improvise a shelter, maybe there are some things that you want to keep in mind when it comes to where you're going to put that shelter and some different considerations to think about. And so that's going to kind of be the focus for this. The The scriptural reference for today is from Psalms 91, verse 2. It says, I will save the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him I will trust. It's one of my favorite psalms to read through when I think about just the protection when we put our faith in God and the trust that we're able to have in him that no matter what storms come our way, that we are going to be okay, that everything is going to turn out fine. It may not be the plan that we thought was going to happen, but it is ultimately God's plan and we can have trust in that. So when we go to the concept of shelter, right? Shelter is anything that provides protection from environmental hazards. If you think about being in a car accident or anything along those lines, it's incumbent to have some sort of shelter, especially if the weather is really bad. And so your different considerations, the type of shelter, the location that you're going to be at, all of those are going to vary with each situation. There's no, you know, one size fits all sort of, I guess, mentality to have when it comes to constructing or or picking a site to build a shelter. You have to keep in mind the time and the energy that is going to be required to kind of build this shelter. You might not have a whole lot of time. It might be very inclement weather at the moment, and you really need to get yourself protected. So what do you have immediately available? You also need to think about the energy. You know, if you're running low on some food and water and things like that, you really need to be concerned about how much energy you're expending because you don't want to ration your water. You want to ration your sweat. So if you're working too hard, but you don't have the water, for example, in a hotter environment to back that up, then you're not going in the right direction. Of course, you always want to think about the life forms that are out there, different plants and animals and insects and things like that, that could potentially cause you some problems. You need to think about the terrain. You need to think about the time of day. All of these things kind of come into play. And so let's get into these just a little bit. Let's look at the time of day. Obviously, depending on the circumstances, you don't really want to wait until the last possible minute of the day to build a shelter. If you're trying to build a shelter in the dark, you're going to end up maybe using inadequate you know, materials and poor materials and things like that. Or you might find yourself in a spot where you're like, yeah, this is really good. 
And then the sun comes up in the morning. You're like, holy smokes, what was I doing? That actually happened to me in one of our phases of training almost 20, almost 22 years ago. Now, uh, me and my, uh, me and my travel partner, we had woken up or we had kind of been doing our thing, uh, doing some night navigation. And we got to the spot and we're like, okay, we think we're pretty well surrounded. We've got some cover. You know, I think we're going to be okay. And, and then when the sun came up in the morning, it was, uh, it was definitely not that. So if you wait until the last minute in the day to build a shelter, you're, you're going to be probably not setting yourself up for success. Does it have to be the first thing you wake up and do or, you know, the first thing of the day? Maybe not. It just depends on the circumstances once again. And when you look in the weather, there are different factors to consider, such as temperature and wind and the precipitation in the area. So if you think about temperature, if you're building a shelter, if you're constructing a shelter, if you're putting a tent maybe in a lower lying area, that's where cold air likes to kind of hang out. And so if it's a colder environment, that low lying area is actually going to be a little bit colder than the rest of the areas around it. So you want to try and not situate your shelter site or your tent site in that low lying area. You also want to protect against, you know, wind and things along those lines. Obviously the wind can be an advantage if it's a hotter environment and you can take advantage of the wind that is blowing that could help cool you off. If there are a lot of bugs in the area and there's kind of a steady breeze that could help with the with keeping the bugs away. But if it gets too windy outside, that can be so annoying. It can blow sand, it can blow dust, it can blow snow, you get that wind chafe that's going on, it can cause damage to your equipment. And so again, there's no one size fits all, right? If there is some wind that can be helpful for you, then take advantage of it. But if the wind is becoming more of a hindrance, then we need to take that into consideration and maybe protect ourselves from that as best as we possibly can. Finally, with the weather, we look at precipitation, whether it's rain or sleet or hail or snow or whatever it could be. Maybe it's a mix of all of those things. If you can protect yourself from that, it's going to be better for you. Uh, additionally, if it's raining outside, you want to keep out of low-lying areas. you got to watch out for flood areas, flash floods and mudslides and things like that. If you're in a snowy environment, maybe watching out for avalanche areas where it's a lot of vegetation and then there's nothing and then there's some more vegetation on the other side. You might be thinking, hmm, why is that there? Probably because there was an avalanche, so you got to watch out for that. When it comes to the different animals and things, look, here's, here's a good idea for you. Don't build your shelter or pick your tent site on a place where animals walk back and forth. You know, if there's a, if there's a game trail or something like that, you want to be off of that. You want to be away from their watering holes. That way you're not putting yourselves in harm's way. But also you got to think about insects, right? We talked about that when areas where you have the breeze or the wind that can kind of help reduce the numbers of those things, maybe getting away from those standing water sources where mosquitoes and other bugs like to hang out. Ants can also be a problem. So you want to make sure you check the ground and everything all around you to make sure that you're not putting your shelter up or you're not constructing your tent or whatever it might be in a place where these little creatures are going to cause you a little bit of discomfort. You also have to watch out for plants too, right? When you think about, you know, thorny bushes or poison ivy or poison oak, obviously that would be self-critiquing in the long run. You start to walk into those things at nighttime that kind of will uh, will let you know that you probably did not make a good choice. But you also you also need to watch out for dead standing trees trees that have dead limbs hanging off of them. Obviously, if the wind blows, those things could fall over and cause injuries or death. That would not be a good outcome for you. 
when you think about the terrain, again, we talked about avalanche and rock slides and mudslide areas, just try to avoid that, right? Dry stream beds, you know, flash floods and things like that. Those are all things that you want to watch out for. So when you think about your shelter, let's think about some additional considerations and locations and types. There are some kind of requirements that you need to think about if you're going to be out there for an extended period of time. You want your shelter site, you want your tent site, whatever it might be, to be close to where you can meet your needs, such as being able to get water or food or, or fuel for fires and things like that, like stuff that is going to be able to help you sustain life. Additionally, you wanted to maybe have an area that's a safe area that provi provides some natural protection from the environment around you, and you want it to be near sufficient materials. If you're going to be constructing kind of a shelter, you don't want to be lugging the stuff back and forth all over the place. So keep your shelter site near where those materials are found so that you can build that shelter. One of the best things that you can do is you can find a shelter that's almost already naturally existing. We think about rock overhangs or caves, uh, large crevices, fallen logs, root buttresses where the tree has fallen over and you've got that giant root buttress that's just sticking up in, into the air now. Uh, snow banks, all of these things can actually be modified or added to with the materials that you have available in order to help make your shelter a little bit more of a protection from the environment that you need. And then finally, when you're thinking about constructing your shelter and your tent site, whatever it might be, you need to make sure that it's big enough for you with all your stuff, whatever you've got, your equipment, and just make sure that you're taken care of. When we think about being out in the wilderness or out on an extended trip out in the woods, whatever it might be, man, that morale is so good. And if you just have stuff kind of compacted all around you, sometimes that makes it a little bit more overwhelming than we need. And you can't get the rest that you're looking for from your shelter. And you need that rest because it's going to help you in the long run to be able to just rest and just say, everything is okay. I've got a shelter over my head. I'm protected from the environment. I've got this refuge that I can kind of hang out in and I'm totally safe. There's so many places in the Bible, in God's word, where he talks about being the refuge or, or being the shelter. Nahum 1.7 says, The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knows those who trust in him. Psalms 18 verse 2 says, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God and my strength in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Psalm 62 verse 8 says, Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Psalms 119 verse 114 says, You are my hiding place and my shield. I hope in your word. Psalms 142 verse 5 says, I cried out to you, O Lord. I said, You are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. God wants us to, to take refuge in him. He wants us to rest in him. He wants us to seek his protection. He wants us to seek his shelter. And when we put our faith in him, he gives that to us. He gives us that protection that we desire. He gives us the protection that we might be requiring at any particular moment. When we think about all of the different ways that we are being attacked, that we are being undermined, that, you know, just ways in which people are just getting after us, if we, tr if we look for protection from anything else, it's probably not going to give us exactly what we need. Like God, he just, he wants us to just 
rest in what he can provide for us. In Isaiah chapter 28, verse 15, he says, You boast, we have entered into a covenant with death. With the realm of the dead, we have made an arrangement. When an overflowing, or sorry, overwhelming scourge sweeps by, it cannot touch us. For we have made a lie our refuge and falsehood our hiding place. Right? So that's, that's the Lord God speaking through the prophet Isaiah. And, and he's saying, you've made your refuge a lie. And the hiding place is a falsehood, right? So what were they doing? They were, they were hiding. They were, they were seeking shelter. They were seeking this overwhelming comfort in other things. And we do that today. We do the same exact thing that the Israelites did centuries ago, 2,000, 3,000 years ago. We see the same exact things. We put our hope, we put our faith, we put our trust in all of these other things. And God says, no, don't do that. He says, I am the shelter, like I am the refuge that you need to run to. If we just read through Psalm 91, it says, whoever dwells in the shelter of the most high will rest in the shadow of the almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. I mean, think about dwelling in the shelter of the most high, the God who created everything and everybody around us when we rest in him, in his shadow, the shadow of the almighty, that is refuge. The psalm goes on to say, surely he will save you from the fowler's snare, right? So man-made sorts of things and from the deadly pestilence, right? So these things that could be attacking you from all sides. He says, he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings, you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night nor the arrow that flies by day. You know, if you are dealing with things that you know, when you get into a a, a a nighttime just routine where you're just like, at nighttime, I'm alone, I'm in the dark, whatever it might be, right? That terror that comes to you where these, just these thoughts and all of these things come to you. When you put your faith in Jesus and when you trust God and when you make God your, your refuge and your shelter, you don't have to fear the terror of night nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, right? So the psalmist here, David, he's saying, look, like all of these other people may crash and fall and burn, but because of the things that are attacking them, but when you have your hope and your faith and you trust in God, it will not come near you. That's what it ends with in verse 7. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. In verse 9, it says, If you say, The Lord is my refuge, and you make the Most High your dwelling, no harm will overtake you, no disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone, you will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. So in these verses right here, David says, look, no harm will overtake you. It doesn't mean that you will not be exposed 
to harm. It does not mean that you will not have to deal with challenges and all of these different things that the world is throwing at us because of the enemy, right? The enemy is just coordinating these attack after attack after attack. It doesn't mean when you when you have your faith in Jesus and when you trust God, it doesn't mean that all of that goes away. We know better than that. But it says it will not overtake you. When you are dealing with all of these different attacks, you can face them and you can have faith over the fear. You don't have to live in the fear of all of these things overtaking you. It will not happen. God protects you. No disaster will come near your tent. When we think about the the different natural disasters that happen and all of these other things that we are exposed to, he will keep it away. And if, you know, and, and if things happen, if we are exposed to all these things, we have the faith in God to understand, okay, he is, he is going to use this for his glory. But in the meantime, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra, right? These ferocious enemies that are coming after you, right? One has venom, one can tear you apart, and you will trample the great lion and the serpent. So all of these things in the in the first, what, 12 verses or so, sorry, 13 verses of Psalm 91 are just saying, look, trust in God. Make God your, your shelter and your refuge and just lean into him and trust him and all of these things will not happen to you. You will not be overtaken, right? David is pleading and he's just saying all of this stuff. But then in verse 14, the, the voice switches. So it goes to this. It says, because he loves me, says the Lord. So now the perspective of the psalm completely changes. Instead of David just talking through all of these things, when we make God our refuge, when we make God our shelter, now we have God talking. He says, because he loves me, right? Because we love God, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. What a beautiful way to end the psalm and just look at what happens when we when we make God our refuge and God our shelter. His, his faithfulness will endure everything, and he will protect us when we call him and acknowledge him by name. He, We will call on him, and he will answer us. He is with us in times of trouble. If we go to Psalm 34, verse 15, it says, The eyes of the Lord are righteous, are on the righteous, and he, his ears are attentive to their cry, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil to blot out their name from the earth, right? So if we are righteous and we just cry out to God, he hears us. And then in verse 17, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. If we just take a moment to rest in that. What has been crushing your spirit lately? What are the things that you've been struggling with? What are the things that you've been struggling through? What are the challenges that you have faced? What are the what is the enemy 
trying to get you to believe about yourself? Is it some sort of false identity like, hey, this is who you are. You're not who God says you are. Or is it, you know, just these different attacks, you know, that come in the forms of addictions or broken relationships or just all of these different ways that we are under attack by the enemy through spiritual warfare. Man, if you are facing these things and you just go back to Psalm 34, 18, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. If your spirit is crushed and you have your faith in God and you make him your refuge. He says right here in Psalm 91, he will call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble and I will deliver him and honor him. That should be so reassuring to you when you think about just the shelter that God provides us. It should be so reassuring. I just take a minute and just rest in that. We talked about what a shelter is, right? A shelter in the woods, when you're out on the trail, when you're out in the different environments, it's going to protect you from the environment, right? The environment is doing everything it can to take away from that 98.6 operating level that we like to be at, right? So it could be bad weather, it could be animals, it could be you know, injuries, it could be all of these different things, all of these different ways that you are trying to maintain 98.6. And the shelter is one of the best things that you can do in order to protect yourself. And so when you take this and you and you look at it through the lens of the Bible, man, the enemy, he, he, he hates, right? He hates when you put your faith in God. And so he will do everything in his power in order to destroy that relationship. He wants to erode it. He wants you on this wide path that leads to destruction, not on the narrow path that leads to salvation and righteousness and and eternity with God. And so what you need to do is you need to look towards him and just say, God, you are my shelter. You are my refuge. You are the one who protects me from all of these other things that are going on in my life. You are the one. I know you will answer me. I know you're with me in trouble. I know you will deliver me and I know you will honor me because I put my faith and trust in you. I hope this lifts you up this week. Just rest in the rest in the shadow of the Almighty, right? Make your shelter in God. <laughs>